Hello, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Podcast. I am Jordan, along here, like always, with Brother Brandon. Uh, with that a zombie, Brother Brandon? With, with I, the, actually, I just got over a cold, too. You just got over a cold? You had a sniffle? Yeah, all congested in the head. Uh, especially with the weather, 80 degrees one day, 20 degrees in the next day. Yeah, fucking Ohio. I can't wait to leave. I bet you can. <laughs> you say that every day. <laughs> and best friend Ryan, how you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? I'm I'm great. I love your Batman shirt. Oh yes, it's a it's an old Batman shirt. The collar's kind of collar's scruffed. You should have the lady wear that and just that. <laughs> she sleeps in one of my old shirts. Yeah, I went out and bought the lady, uh, my lady, uh, uh, extra two XL uh, Pokemon shirt. Who's on it? The the, the Pokeball. Oh, just the Pokeball. Yeah, oh, okay. and it goes down to her knees because she's so little. Did you throw it at her and you're like, oh, she's you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say. It's kind of adorable, though. That's what they do in Pokemon. It's like, I choose Pikachu, I choose you. They throw yeah. he's, not, he's not that clever. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not that clever. Right now... <laughs> she probably would have done anal if you'd done that. She'd be like, you know my love. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. I, don't worry, I'm doing anal anytime I want. <laughs> anytime. So anyway, you've downloaded this episode. For anal. For anal. We're going to talk about anal tonight. When was your first time, Brother Brandon? <laughs> I've yet to explore. Well, there was this, this trucker named Chuck. Oh, never mind. We're going to talk about Chuck. <laughs> we didn't think we were going to ever talk about it, but you want to talk about it. I've never plundered, but I've I've been plundered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've definitely been the catcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. It's the only way to live. Balls deep. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, uh, you download this episode. It's called Everything Sports Entertainment. We're going to talk about everything sports. Uh, pretty much what this means is that, for an example, we're going to talk about is tonight... Back in the day when we were in the younger 10, 12 age, you know, what what football team was our favorite? And did we actually stick with that football team at our age now? Why did we like football? Was that because we had a family member that liked football or whatever? What was our first big It's because we experience? were boys and we have to like it. If we like anything else, we're gay. Did you guys have yeah. the same experience when you were younger? Or like only, only uh, like feminine boys play soccer? No. Yeah, it, I think like, that's a small in, town thing. Up until high school, that was like the mentality. If you played, if you didn't, if you played, if you chose soccer over football because they played at the same time during the season, uh, during the year, you were considered like sissy. Bad, yeah, like a, a sissy. sissy. You were yeah. uh, a sissy. Uh, soccer when I was going to school was the only successful sport we had, so soccer was cool. Uh, but they made fun of me because I played golf. But, you know, because it's golf, so really. Golf is like the rich guy sport. Yeah, like yeah. lacrosse and water polo. and mm, we like, didn't have What lacrosse. the fuck is this? We didn't have, we didn't have <laughs> lacrosse. But, yeah, so, I mean, like, so let's go off with football right off the bat. Um, I remember, I told a story a thousand times, but just the short end of the stick. Um, I did not watch much football when I was a kid until when I was 10, 1997. It was the Super Bowl, and it was Patriots versus Green Bay. I was at my dad's apartment on Main Street there. Oh yeah, the uh, the condo, like or... it's, it's like it's like a halfway house in a way. It was like it was like this big house with like ten rooms, and each single guy full of shame had their own well, room. It, there was only I only felt like there was only just one other guy. There was always yeah, there was always like one <laughs> but other. There was guy. like three extra rooms. Yeah, just like it was like up. guys who are divorced and have no money live there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all all the entire house shared one bathroom. Yeah, the entire house shared one bathroom, and 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 I remember the one that Dad moved into. It was the one with the two windows. Mm-hmm. It's like, boys, look, I got two windows this time. <laughs> it's an extra three bucks a month. You remember Dick that always I remember sat it. 
who, um, who always smoked uh-huh. and always uh, blew out snotters. It's not rockets. <laughs> Just sit there. You have a conversation with this old crusty bastard with his blue fedora hat. He'd be sitting there smoking cigarettes, you know, talking. He'd be like, yeah, so... <laughs> Anyways, like I was saying, he doesn't do it in the... He doesn't get up and do it in the yard. He just, he just like, right there next to your foot. But anyway, uh, but it was 97. Uh, I, I remember this because it was the 97 Super Bowl. And uh, Dad and I watched Predator 2 that day. I, I, I've never seen Predator 2, and Dad want, and I now wanted to see it. And then after we got to watch the movie, I was like, well, that sucked. And um, the Super Bowl was on. And, uh, of course, I was going to root for the Patriots because, you know, they're red, white, and blue, and they have a cool logo, right? Nobody wants the Packers logo. This is a giant G. Who cares? The Patriots logo had this face, you know, with the, <laughs> you know, with the fucking flame, you know, looks or whatever that is. It's not a flame. What? Cool what's a streak? A it's a streak? I don't yeah, know what it's it is. It's like it's uh, aerodynamic. Gotcha. It's the Patriots. It's a pink. So, and I was like, I'm going to go for the Patriots. And Dad goes, I'm a Packers guy. <laughs> Favre. That's how I learned how to count to four, Jordan. One, two, three, Favre. Oh, isn't that adorable? It's a joke, as Bart Starr was. Anyway. I got it. (laughs) So I was like, well, I'm going to root for the Packers, too. And, yeah, of course, I was happy to root for the Packers because they won that Super Bowl that year. It was in New Orleans. So so that's what got me into the Packers. I was 10. It was 97. It was the first Super Bowl that I watched and also the first time I actually got into it. Hmm. So ever since then, I've been a Packers guy. Now, I know... Best friend Ryan, you're a Steelers guy. Were you always a Steelers guy? Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't get into football until I was 11, I think. I played like I played uh, midget football. I don't know what they call it now. It's like Pop Warner, but I don't know what the technical Pee-wee term. football? I don't know. We called it midget football when I was younger. Um, simpler times. Short people. Yeah, little be, people football. If it's PC now. Still call it midget football. Um. But I, I played I played midget football for the Wapakoneta Chiefs, and when I was nine, I didn't play after that because it wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. Um, but then I didn't actually start watching football until like eleven. I did watch the Super Bowl that year because like I was playing football, so I was like I might as well. Yeah. Um, and it was fun. That was the Rams and Titans. Oh, that was two thousand one. No, that was ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, that was a great game. Um, but I didn't get into like, actually sitting down for like the whole three-hour session of watching a football game until I was about 11. Uh, when the Steelers, like there was a big hype that the Steelers were going to go to the Super Bowl that year, and my whole family's Steelers fans, so it kind of just bled into me that way. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, I know, Brother Brandon, you're not really an NFL guy. Yeah. But you are a Michigan Wolverines guy. Oh, yeah. And that's because of Dad as well? Yeah, pretty much. Um, pretty much it was one of those... <clears throat> it was one of the Christmases that I was uh, came up to visit, and there was uh, something on ESPN highlighting the the consistent battle between Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah, and they made it so epic, like <laughs> like it was almost yeah. like an epic action music. Flick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Dad was sitting there telling me, you know, Dad was setting it up almost like like a story itself, like yeah, like an epic you know, movie. good versus evil, light versus dark, and it yeah. was like. And that's how it connected with me more. And yeah. I didn't sit down and actually watch a full Michigan game until about 13, 14. 13, 14. Yeah, and then, yeah, NFL-wise, even today, it just, it doesn't, like anything professional doesn't interest me. Maybe like, but, but, like, but I know that us three are different and just only a few years of age. But back in the early 90s, you were cool if you had a starter jacket 
And you like the Cowboys or the Bulls, right? So I mean, like, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, those you guys, the, yeah, those were the pop. Like we had, we didn't have any Cowboys gear, um, but we had the Chicago Bulls stuff. Yeah, Chicago Bulls, or I mean, like, I had a Michael Jordan jersey. Yeah, my brother had a Scottie Pippen jersey. None of that interests you, like you know, like like you were like a Cowboys fan for like maybe a, a few seconds of your life back in the day when you were a young boy. No, I had a whole bunch of Nickelodeon shit and Cartoon Network. So when <laughs> when uh, the Cowboys won their second Super Bowl, uh, we would have been four years old. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, unless our parents like that stuff, which my dad, you have two shits about football. My mom doesn't care about sports, so, yeah, didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, my mom and stepdad, they didn't care about it either. Really? Yeah. So it was never... There was never that impact under the house and until I came up and saw Dad. Yeah. And then the house was I was awesome. living in, there was no impact for it. And then up here, Dad and I was, football! Well, I mean, even... That's changed, though, because back in the day, Dad was all about Monday Night Football. Really? Dad loved Monday Night... Ask him about it. Dad would always, always, Monday Night Football, boom, has to watch Monday Night Football. But that was back in the 90s. There's times now where I even question if he's a Michigan fan anymore. Oh, he's not. <laughs> he's not. He is. Dad is the worst Michigan fan in the history of Michigan fans. He's consistent. It's every time they make, the game will start, you know, whether it's football, basketball, anything. One minute in, Michigan will do one mistake. He's like, well, they're done for the season. And then what happens? (laughs) They lose. Dad and I did not watch. uh, This year, Michigan uh, basketball went to the Final Four, and they won, and they went into the championship. Dad and I did not get together to watch the Michigan game of the Final Four until like 10 minutes ago in the second half. So my prediction is we cannot watch a mission game with dad because as soon as they do one mistake and he goes, well, it's over with, it is. It's like, it's like, it's like every player, uh, no matter what sport Michigan plays, gets that, gets that Kevin voice in their head and saying that you're a loser. (laughs) But if he comes in, it just ripples through time until it hits them. And then if, but, but, but if dad comes in five minutes left of the game, it's no big deal. You're fine. Well, it's, it gets to a point, too, where it's so frustrating. I mean, he's just consistent. He's just persistent in your ear, and it's just like, Dad, shut up. Well, you you get irate. Well, yeah, but you, it's not like I'm not doing, like, the first five minutes of the game. Like, you know, they, you do, get, a, they you, do a mistake in the first five minutes. I'm not ready to go into destructo more. I remember a year or two ago, you were so more. upset by the Michigan Ohio State game that you left my bar and yeah. you just went home. He was like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I'm not doing. But I mean, that's that's the only passion. Like uh, Michigan football, basketball. Like even during those seasons, I don't care about anything else. And the moment those seasons are done, I could give shit less about sports. I got just, I got something else that you're passionate about, though. A story that we love is when uh, you were passionate with me and you fucking with the Cleveland Browns fans at B Dubs that one time. Oh yeah, well I just like making people mad. Oh, that was so much fun. I don't remember the full thing because it was a few years ago. Brand, brother Brandon will probably remember <laughs> it, but Brand, uh, but 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 brother Brandon and I wanted to go to beat up just for a few beers and just watch some games. <clears throat> and we were sitting at the bar, and there was these stereotypical obnoxious Browns fans behind us, and their season's already over with. I mean, they suck. Well, what's even more funny is they're mid forties. Yeah, yeah, they're like, mid forties. <laughs> they're childs. You know, were they wearing the jerseys? Oh, they were. Yeah. Oh, every yeah. single one of them. One of the douchebags had the orange jersey on. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you know, like he's the king douche because he's wearing the different kind of jersey. Was he the like the leader of the pack? That's what I'm saying, king douche. We'll see. A little bit of a preface here. Yeah, I'm already a little upset because that table. They were a table right behind us. We were at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. But there's tables too in the bar. Area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one right behind us, and no one was seating us. 
we were just like, can we just go to the bar? And we're like, she's like, fine. So I go and we go to that table first because the bar is kind of crowded. And so I get there and all of a sudden the manager comes up. He's like, this is reserved. I'm like, there's no, there's no placement. There's nothing here to, to there's no sign that says reserved. Yeah. There's no significance of this. And he was like, sorry, you can't be here. And I'm like, all right. And then not even a few minutes after those bronze fans sit down and then it's, I even yelled out to the manager. I was like, oh, I guess we have to pay more. Yeah, no, it's just it was just funny for him and I. Then we'll go to the next subject, just because we're sitting there, and the reason why we went there is because there was a lot of Brandon. Uh, Brandon was playing fantasy that year with us, and we were trying to watch every game so we can really watch our fantasy scores and really just kind of give each other shit, you know. And uh, and we were just trying to watch every game we could because there's every game you can think of on beat ups there, and yeah, and then then uh, and then the guys were just the Browns make one play right they quarterback tosses a little bootleg and gets five yards and they won the Super Bowl the way they were reacting. They clap and they're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just douchey. Well, well, one of the things I appreciate about Browns fans is that their team has sucked. Like, they, the team was good in the 80s and the early 90s. It was a good team. 60s was good as well. Um, but then they moved to Baltimore. And the team they got since 99 has been awful. There's been no consistency other than, like, let's kill ourselves. Yeah. But the fans, every year, are like, this is our time. Yeah, this is so our year. This is going to be the one. And yeah. then three games <laughs> in, they realize it's not. But they're still like, begrudgingly, we can still do it. We can yeah. turn this around. We could still win this game this it's year. It's a building year, you know? We're building for the future. Every year is a building year. They've been doing it for the past 17 years. But yeah. th- one of these days, one of these yeah. days, they'll get there. And that's, <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that that kind of loyalty. It's very hard to find. Well, see, you know, and and that's one of the things I want to discuss to you guys about sports. Why are some, some people so loyal? Like, if you are a Steelers fan, cut me. I bleed black and yellow. You know, it's like, it's just, Browns fans, like, because my uh, wife took me to see a Packers-Browns preseason game in August in Cleveland, and I decided to wear my Packers hat. You know, I was like, I'm going to go with my Packers hat. I'm a Packers fan. It's a preseason game. Rodgers is going to play for five downs. He's going to sit down and go home. You know, nobody, who cares? I got harassed. I got harassed. Yeah. It was like, hey, you drinking another Coors Light, you Packers faggot? You, you packing the fudge, faggot? You know, every every word was faggot. And I'm just like, with their insults. yeah, packing the fudge. I'm like, what's a brown? It's Paul Brown. <laughs> yeah, but what's a brown? The best part about your identity is confusing. You're yellow, but then you have a stripe, but then you're also a dog, and you don't know how to spell dog. Dog pound. Yeah, but it's D O G, not D A W G. The dog. So, uh, Paul Brown. Yeah. Uh, is the namesake of the team. He was a coach, right? But the Bengals football stadium yeah, is Paul, Paul Brown, Brown stadium. stadium. Yeah. Same guy. He's got. Yeah. Influence, man. That's what I always was saying. I was like, "What the fuck's a Brown?" Like those are the guys I hate. You can be loyal to your team. You can have a great time with your team and support your team. But to be that guy like Brother Brandon and I were saying where you get a five-yard gain and you're just winning the Super Bowl at that moment, it's like, come yeah. on. But when you're down so much, any glimmer of hope is a glimmer of hope, you know? Yeah, but, how yeah, but when you're get... 47. <laughs> yeah, when you're like 47, <laughs> your daughter's fucking the guy down the street. Maybe this is all he's got. 
It's like, true, I like guess. He go, maybe he goes and works at a factory and a job he doesn't want and he had, just to support his family. And like his only solace is the three hours every Sunday he gets to watch yeah. the Browns. But the bad thing is that he can never say, well, the Browns will never leave me. Because they did once. Because they did once. <laughs> <laughs> We should have said that to him. <laughs> we should have said that to him. Um, that, I don't. I mean, I don't know. The, that's a good question. With I mean, passion is is different for everything, every subject. But I mean, sports seems to be the one subject I can think of that really brings out the emotions. I think it's just. I think sports has the impact it does because it's uh, such a large communal event. It's like you, you, you don't know these people, right? Mm-hmm. Jordan or Brandon, Jordan, you guys are Michigan fans. You don't know if you went up to the big house to watch a game in Ann Arbor, you wouldn't know those people. Mm-hmm. But you're automatically friends with them because you share this passion for this one particular thing. Yes, true story. Um, I agree with you because this is a fact. Um, so I'm 18 years old. I'm a young whippersnapper. My first week in college. Right, and it's also the first my first college football game, University of Toledo. Go Rockets, by the way. And fun fact for all your Rocket fans out there, outside of the glass bowl, which is the end of the stadium, there is a there is an actual rocket. And if it were to go off, it will hit the Bowling Green Falcons fifty yard line. Hmm. Anyway, so yes, I I I agree with that because you're like a family. Um, so I'm there with a with a, with this a few buddies. And, you know, Toledo, this was when the year where we had Bruce Gradkowski, my freshman year, you know, who went on to the pros. And, and, you know, every time they would just beat the shit out of whatever team we were playing against, you know, we would just go around and slap hands and hug complete strangers and shit. It was like a big group family. And then I uh, fist bumped this one girl's hand, and uh, and she goes, hey, I'm going to get a hot dog. You want to go? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, what's your name? She's like, my name's Christina. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Dated that one for a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, the famous Christina shit. So. Is that, oh, is that the one that was fucking your roommate? Yeah. So. No, yeah, I totally agree. You know, get your face painted up and just go nuts with it. It's it's really fun. I mean, there's not really, uh, I mean, like, there are all these little niche communities like the Bronies and, and things like that. But there's nothing on the scale of fandom force, like, sports. Yeah. So. NFL question, and not record, just your personal opinion. If you could get rid of this team, I'm just curious what you guys' thought was. Just get rid of this team. This team doesn't exist. Fuck this team. Best friend Ryan, what team in the NFL would you just say get rid of? Um, like what? What? What's the defining criteria? Your hatred of this team. Uh-huh. Like you're just just like every time the team is mentioned, your stomach turns. You're like fuck this team. Uh-huh. Patriots. The yeah. Patriots? I would get, yeah, well, I, I despise, well, I despise Tom Brady. I don't despise Bill Belichick, but I do not like Tom Brady. Um, and, yeah, uh, I would get rid of Tom Brady, I guess, more than I would the Patriots themselves. But, I mean, I also am not a fan of the Cowboys. Um, but, Cowboys, yeah. okay. Yeah, hmm. I think they're overrated. They're not America's team anymore. No, I think it's, uh, I think it's Green Bay. It's Green Bay. It's the Patriots. Probably. Yeah, because colonialism. Yeah, they're the Patriots. <laughs> they're, they're New England Patriots. Yeah. yeah, and I'm assuming best uh, brother Brian, you're gonna say the same thing too. They're the Patriots, you get rid of. Yeah, they've they've ended up becoming like the Ohio State of NFL. Well, I mean, I'm an Ohio State fan, so I don't see that. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry, I didn't know you were sitting next to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Bask in your glory because guess what? It will not last forever. Well, no, nothing, nothing good lasts forever. Um, but so I have this book. I bought um, the book loft. I think I've mentioned it before. Yeah. It's this wonderful uh, bookstore in Columbus in the German Village. I highly recommend if anyone is in that area that's never gone there. Look for the book loft. Well, brother Brandon, I will never go. We'll continue. You guys totally should. I know nope. you, you would fucking love it. I know he would, but it's but it's in but it's in. Germany might as well be. I mean, it's MA territory. It's our homeland. I do want to visit it one day. To burn it to the ground? <laughs> to join an occult, actually. <laughs> to actually take a shit in the horseshoe that looks like an actual toilet bowl? Continue. I'm, I will stop interrupting you. Um, but there's this book called The Hundred Yard War. And it goes into, it's like in-depth um, history from the very first game all the way up until, I think, 2004. Because I think it was written in 2004. What, Michigan, Ohio State Michigan, game? Michigan, Ohio State. And they, like, this like the social impact on the areas and stuff and they there's all these like little anecdotes in there i think it's i think some of it's crazy like there's this one the one i remember the most is this one guy um in his early 20s was working on um a car and the um, the game he had tickets to the game it would have been the first time he'd ever been able to go he didn't want to miss it and the car fell on him and he broke his he broke his arm like at the shoulder but instead of going to the hospital, he went to the game because he didn't want to miss it. But the pro- but the, the, the problem with it was that the game was, like, record low temperatures. It was, like, negative three or something like that. And so he had sat there in the freezing cold with a broken arm watching the game. And when he went to get it, like, when he went to the hospital to get it checked up, they said it already set. And they were, like, they couldn't really fix it. Dude. So they amputated it. That's no. I mean, he's like he just left it there. Just he didn't have the full range of motion. Mm. But like, that's a level of commitment I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Like well, I love Ohio broken, State. But... Like it's you know that's one of my my teams. But I I would go to the hospital. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you have tickets front row in the end zone for Michigan Ohio State. Yes, I would. Oh. Sell, I would sell them because somebody would buy them from me for over. Oh yeah, for a higher price. Yeah. I hear you. Okay, so what about what about the NBA? Because the NBA is really special to me. I mean, like when I grew up, it was Michael Jordan, it was Shaquille O'Neal, it was Penny Hardaway, and uh, now it's LeBron. But like, I was always I was always a big basketball guy. You know, more of a closet basketball guy, I would say. I mean, were mm-hmm. were you guys ever basketball guys? Because I know Brother Bernie played basketball. Yeah, I did all through middle school and the first couple of years of high school. Um, there was even this weird phase too where I was. Uh, collecting basketball cards nba cards yeah yeah i don't know why i think it was just because you know pokemon there was even even though i never played Yu-Gi-Oh, i was collecting the cards only just for the monsters sure because i have a fascination with monsters like um there's a game called uh, dark souls mm-hmm. are you aware of it like yeah. i never played the games but i just watch other people play so i can see the monsters and since you love <laughs> monsters so much if you've not seen it go check out a quiet place i reviewed it yesterday That's um, movie. i'm gonna see it tomorrow pissed off at the end but anyway um, but yeah, there was this weird phase, and uh, I was collecting everything. And I'm trying—I was trying to remember some players on the way over here. Like I think what's their Dirk Nowitzki. I can remember yeah. having his card. Uh, who's the jackass at the uh, who always stood at the free throw line and kissed at the basket? A lot of them did. Like no like he spins the ball and he was like like that before shooting. I remember that as a kid. Uh, I don't remember that. I thought you were gonna say Rodman. Dennis oh, Rodman. He was on what the Spurs? I don't know. Fuck him. He's tiny and weird. Oh, so, John Stockton. From was a uh, white dude. Yeah, yeah. Was a white dude. John Stockton from the Utah Jazz. 
That made Which it. don't <laughs> allow jazz. So why are they called Utah Jazz? Oh, because they used to be New Orleans Jazz. I know that, but the, oh. but the state of Utah does not allow jazz. Because they're Mormons. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> a weird. I, I'm surprised you know Utah law that well. It's been the opening scene of basket basketball, so I oh, just figured I'd just throw that in there. <laughs> Which Banana. why has not that picked up basketball? Because it's a garage sport. I don't think this sort of thing is worldwide. No, not worldwide. But why isn't there like professional? Like I even googled it today. And there's no such thing. Nobody's doing professional basketball. Well, um, that movie did come out in the, the <coughs> summer of 1998, yeah. and that's 20 years ago. So it should have. Some and new it fun. wasn't that popular to begin with. So really, I love that movie. Well, it was popular with us because I mean we were eight years old and people were saying, "Fuck, that's just funny." Uh, <laughs> but uh, overall, I don't think it made a whole lot of money. Like the cultural impact, like rests with people who were kids in 1998. Speaking of Trey Parker, just off subject, real quick. My wife and I watched Despicable Me 3 last night. Totally was shocked in the first five minutes to realize that the bad guy was voiced by Trey Parker. I was like, yeah, South Park. Kids movie. Interesting. So, I mean, like, I mean, NBA was big for me because there was always a time in the, in, in, in the mid-90s where you had, it was the Bulls versus the Jazz. They went back-to-back, I think, for two years. Right? It was, it was two years. They went for the NBA Finals. That was always fucking cool. Michael Jordan was a god, and also, of course, what got me to basketball was Space Jam, right? I mean, come on. The greatest movie of all time, right, that's fellas? How, I mean, that's how I know about Muggsy Bogues. Well, I, I mean, if you go back to Space Jam, it's... Eh. I, I, I won't. <laughs> I have watched Teen Nick recently, like, yeah. and my, my childhood has been destroyed. It's right. like what they say, don't meet your heroes. Yeah. Don't go back to old movies. You gave me Rocco's Modern yeah. Life, season one and two on DVD, and I watched all of it, and I cried. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm like, I thought this was good. Hmm. I mean, it's I some. It's a lot of it is Jam. shit. But Space Jam. Um, so Walmart has these uh, bins in their movie section, their electronic section, where you can get Blu-rays for seven eighty-eight, and there's a bunch of old titles and stuff, ones that don't like aren't their popular movies that yeah. you know they just didn't sell. And they had a Blu-ray copy of Space Jam. Why did you not buy that? I did buy it. The story is, um, I watched it because I loved that movie as a kid, and I still enjoy it. I don't think it's a very good movie, but I still enjoy it for the nostalgia factor. But my niece, Kelia, she was uh, six. Yeah, she was around six. She walked into the room while I was watching, and like it had just, it, like he had just got to the Toon Universe, whatever it's called. And so she was like interested because she knows who Bugs Bunny and all of them are. She watched it for maybe 15 minutes. She's like, this is boring. But like, she came in, she was like, I want to watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit instead. I don't think she would like that movie either. No, no, that's probably really but, scary, too. Um, but. Yeah, no, I, I, and I just think that's a funny divide, because I was her age when, when Space Jam came out, and I fell in love with it. We her. were entertained. Yeah. Don't be like, she's like, this is boring. I, don't I want like Cool this. World. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, for me, it was always the NFL Super Bowl, the NBA Finals. I was never a hockey guy. Never got into hockey. Well, for me, it was growing up basketball-wise. I could give two shits about the NBA. Um, my dad is a huge Kentucky Wildcats fan, college basketball. Yeah. So um, we we didn't want like watch it religiously, but like when they were on and he had the time to watch it, we would sit down and watch the Kentucky games. So um, March Madness was a big thing for for my dad when I was younger. He doesn't really care about it anymore because the the yeah he's. He just doesn't care about basketball a whole lot anymore. I find it interesting that both you guys are not really big, besides you and the Steelers, 
I'm not really a big professional sport guys like I am. Like I don't like anything college besides you know Michigan Wolverines. So I mean I I actually prefer pro. Oh, I think well college sports for me over professional sports. Like I like college football better than I like professional football. It's just because there's the the talent. There's a big disparity in the talent level in terms of like Michigan versus like Rutgers. Just because they're bit you know Michigan's a lot bigger than Rutgers. Um, but there's always that possibility that Rutgers could beat Michigan. And I, I, when that happens, I think it's incredible. Like when Appalachian State, which was a Division two team, beat Michigan. I don't know if you guys are, uh, remember that game. Yeah, I know. That's all, uh, that's all Ohio State fans cling <laughs> on to. Hey, hey, brother Brandon. Hey, brother Brandon. Yeah. Hey, brother Brandon. Yeah. How many, how many batteries does it take to beat Michigan? I don't know. Two double A. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> heard that one, oh, I've heard every Ohio State fan. Was it one double A? Right? Because it's, it's a double A it school. Was, yeah. Yeah. It's then. one double A. <laughs> now, it's, uh, now it's a championship subdivision. Now call it one double A. But yeah, no, like it's the Ohio State fans stuff. never let us let that down. <laughs> but when, but like when something like that happens, it, I think it has a, a greater impact. There, it's on the, a person than, it's just I mean it's the classic underdog. Yeah. It's I mean, like watch, that's, oh, go ahead. Watching professional like NFL, you don't really get that unless they're beating the Patriots. Sure. In the Super Bowl. Which they did. They did. Yeah. But like that, but uh, that's that's once a year. Like, and even then, it's not really because I mean those. It makes you happy because you're like, hey, look, Tom's crying. But even in college, even with college sports, those kids are professionals. They're doing it. Like hoping for the future, so they're you know they're trying their damnedest every time. Whereas Bullshit. The, whereas the professionals, like they're trying really hard, but if they don't win, it's like okay. No, I'm still those, millions. Yeah. <laughs> those kids that are in the big schools and the big conferences, they're being paid. I don't want to well, hear they it. Get, they get stipends and they they get stipends and they get um, <coughs> uh, scholarships and there's I mean obviously some money on the side for the more talented people that are going to the NFL, but for the most part, those kids are out there like working themselves really fucking hard because i mean they on top of having being essentially a full-time athlete uh on scholarship because you you know you have to work out all the time you have two a days you have to work you have to which is out. why they never attend class yeah and and but they still also have to maintain a certain gpa regardless of if they are you know taking hard classes or not like there's some there's some like um i don't know like i don't know if michigan has an equivalent like craig krenzel was doing like uh pre-med stuff while also being a full-time quarterback. Krenzel? Yeah. Well, you can see why his NFL career sucked. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, that's, you know, that's fucking difficult. There's, uh, there was a guy from Florida State who was, uh, I think he was a safety. He was a Rhodes Scholar. Wow. Like, and, and he had a four-point-something GPA, and, like, that's hmm. that's a hard balance to do. It is. I want you to do me a favor. Um, when you get a chance in the future, I want you to Google um, Ohio State's win-loss history. And I guarantee you, there's a lot of Appalachian State type schools that they've lost to. Well, actually, Ohio State. That I mean, I don't think they've ever lost to a Division two or a, like a, a someone that's not in the the same division. It'll happen. You'll find um, it. Um, but no, um, they like Ohio State has never lost to another team in Ohio. I find that very interesting. Even like going all the way back to the like the beginning of the the, oh. the program. Okay. I'm not saying I'm not saying like oh we're the best. You know, I'm not one of those assholes that, you know, says, like, Ohio State can beat anybody because I know we can't. Mm-hmm. can't beat just anybody. But, like, I, I find that interesting. Like, they've never lost to an Ohio team. Yeah. They never lost to a MAC team either. 
Yeah, they will do against uh, UT one day. So yeah, thirteen to ten. <laughs> so uh, not a fan of hockey. Uh, was a fan of golf. I was the one kid in my school that watched golf. Like, was excited for the Masters when nobody else was. Ugh. Nope. God. That is what... I was so pissed off this year. I did not get a chance to watch the Masters. This is one of the most boring sports. I don't. I don't understand how you find joy in that. Like, like entertainment. We were like, yes. It's like I, I put it in the same category as NASCAR, but even then, NASCAR's got the eventual possible death. Jesus. Uh, no, I mean, like, okay, so for an example, um, you got every sport has no Michael Jordan, right? And uh, Tiger Woods is golf's Michael Jordan, right? It was. What? It was. Until he beat up people. Oh, I'm sorry, women. <laughs> But yes. he beat up women and I just banged them. No, yeah, he he, he banged mean, the shit out of them and then his wife beat him with the golf club. Well, well I mean, he, there's, there's accounts of battery as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, um, so regardless of his personal issue, and that's another thing too. Uh, personally, my opinion, I don't care about an athlete's personal life. So, you're an athlete, you're paid to do that job, that's what I'm here to see. I don't give a shit about your well, personal what if, life. What if he um, murders his entire family and then himself? Oh, like Chris Benoit in WWE? Yeah. Uh, you should not erase him like they're trying to do. Okay. Because he still won the title. So, <laughs> don't be a fucking dickhead. Okay. He's he's a part of your history. How do you feel about O.J. Simpson? He was innocent, I guess. I mean, a court of law said he was innocent. Well, he was found guilty in the circuit court. Yes. But he didn't go to jail. Not for that. But yeah. Yeah. But okay, alright. Anyway, what was, my, what was I trying to say? You don't care about public, uh, personal lives of the athletes. Yeah, what was I saying before? I don't know. I don't remember. Fuck me. <laughs> oh, anyway, about golf. You were saying about why I like golf. So, like, just recently, okay, like I said, so, like, every sport has a Michael Jordan, you know. Well, golf has been trying for a long time to find their next Michael Jordan, their next Tiger Woods. You know what I mean? They're trying to find something to make... McElroy? That was McElroy. McElroy? McElroy's there, but he's not... Everybody was thinking it was going to be this guy named Jordan Speed, who was, like, 21, 22 years old. Youngest kid ever to win the Masters. That's a big deal. How old was he? 21, 22. Hmm. And he's just just this guy named Jordan Speed, Spite, something like that. Hmm. Great story. Um, His brother's also his caddy. And, you know, so like, so like, no, so him and his brother always sit there and they always line up the shot and figure out how you're going to do this. That's what makes golf fun. It's because if you have a good shot every time and the ball is always in the fairway, it's not a fun time to watch, right? But if you're on the tee and you're and you're a pro and you're Tiger or whatever you are, Phil Mickelson or or Palmer or whatever, and you actually hit it in the rough, and then you have a tree in front of you, well the rules are you have to play where it lies. How the hell are you gonna get this to the green? So that's the fun part about it, is like how in the hell is this guy gonna hit this little ball in the rough that's so many inches thick and he's in front of a tree and oh my god he gets it on the green. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's like the excitement. A, like a what if, though? Like, how often does that happen? It happens. Tiger, Tiger happens. At the top level like that? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, for an example, uh, the Masters is their Super Bowl, which just like NASCAR, it's weird. It's at the beginning of the season. Hmm. You know, because Daytona 500 is in the beginning of the season. Um, but uh, Phil Mickelson, which we all know that name, Phil Mickelson, he's been a golfer since the 80s. He's just a very old, very respected golfer. Um, the Masters course in Augusta is so tough that Phil Mickelson shot over par. 
Mm. It's just, I mean, going under par in that course is, is rare. So, I mean, like, so so to me, so get off the golf thing. So, so to me, for that as a spectator, because I play golf, it's like, how in the fuck is this guy going to do this? You know, like, there was this one time that Tiger did this amazing shot in the, in the late 90s where it was one of those uh, holes where he had the bunker on the side of the fairway, on the 18th fairway or whatever, you know, and there's no way in hell he can get that. It was like 300 yards from the bunker to the actual pin. Son of a bitch gets on the green in the sand trap. It's like, how the fuck did that happen? You know, that's that's the exciting part for me. It's like, wow. NASCAR was into it for a year. Other than that, I didn't care. Uh, my being from a, a small southern Florida town, it's it's nothing but NASCAR. Were and, they uh, Jeff Gordon fans? No, no, they were Earnhardt guys. Yeah, big Earnhardt. Um, they had their own funeral when he died. Okay. <laughs> I Funny story, my grandmother and her sister, they were at the the race where uh, Earnhardt died. Yeah, how did he... he smacked that, the wall kind of hard. He smacked the wall, but something about the seatbelt and snapped his neck, right? Well, now there's regulations to where you have to have, there's like guards, or like yeah. your head is... <laughs> Like sucked in uh, yeah. right into a guard, but, but back when he it, did it, there was it was just a regular seatbelt kind of thing, right? But and his uh, head just like snapped around, right? Essentially. So and then, <laughs> and this is even as a kid, I was probably a dick. I made sure not to do it in front of her, but yeah. in my head, I was laughing. It was just because it's weird that yeah. they were like, and he died. We heard it on the radio, and we had to pull over, and we had to hug each other. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Really? It's sad, but eh, all right. My mom described that happening when Elvis died, and I didn't believe her. So I don't think, like, I don't understand how you can like have that much affection for someone you've never met. Like, I, there's there's lots of actors that I like, you know, like Alan Rickman is amazing. And when he passed, I was like, oh man, you know. But I, you don't. I don't physically. I never knew the guy, so I can't shed that kind of emotion. Yeah, I have never shed a tear over a famous person. I can say, but yeah, I mean, the I can say the one that hit me the hardest. To the point of possibly producing a tear was Carrie Fisher. Because it's like, oh man, fuck, Princess Leia. Oh, oh shit. God damn it. The buns, no. You know what I mean? The gold bikini, no. Oh, that's what you look like now? God, what the fuck happened? You know? Whoa. What? It's true. <laughs> you, look, you look at her in 1983 in the gold bikini. Well, that's what Bravo. That's what gravity does to you, sir. She was in her really, 60s. gravity? Did you see Last Jedi? Her face looked like the Joker. She's so much Botox in her. But anyway, she's in her. She was in her sixties. She um, had lived a life of hard drug use and recovery. Was she? Was she a hard drug addict? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Was she? Yeah. There's a There's a shot in uh, I do believe it's Return of the Jedi where she like grabs something and it's kind of a close up, so you see her hand. And she's got the like the long pinky nail. Oh yeah, for the cocaine. It's a coke finger. Yeah, yeah big the coke finger. And, yeah. yeah, so I actually agree with you guys. Like I was never I have I have never been pointed to the where I've fallen on my knees, camera zooms up, I scream slowly no, crying when a celebrity <laughs> dies. Uh, but I almost was brought to tears by Carrie Fisher. Because that's yeah, it's, it's Princess Leia. I grew up with her. How did they feel about um, Junior? Earnhardt Jr. Oh, Earnhardt, Earnhardt Jr. He was he was he was Jesus. Yeah, I mean... Motherfucker by, never won, though. By that time, I stopped talking to my grandmother, so... Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> See, NASCAR uh, was never a thing. Yeah, like, NASCAR's I've, everything for me, too. Uh, I had one... My uncle's wife, um, at the time, was really big into NASCAR, and she really liked Jeff Gordon. 
and whenever we would have to be at his house, uh, we like he only had one TV back in the nineties, and if NASCAR was on, we're watching NASCAR. Jeff Gordon for four hours. Oh yeah, yeah. Talk about wanting to like really learn how to make a noose. Let's turn left. Jeff Gordon and Earnhardt Jr. were rock stars. <laughs> Women wanted to fuck him. No, I remember this shit. Because back when MTV was cool and MTV, they had like the MTV Cribs and shit. I'm mean, like, you should have seen, and I'm going to say it just because of the times back when it came out in 2000. Oh, before the endless hours of, yeah. hey, another show about teens yeah. getting pregnant. And then also, the, also, you know, like the language. But you should have seen the bitches that they had. I mean, Jeff Gordon had this... Just, Throwing out the hard B. Oh, yeah. They had, he just... Both of them. Go back and YouTube those if you can find them. There's just women just giggling in the hot tubs, drinking Coronas. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, these guys were getting tail left and right. I was jealous. <laughs> NASCAR guys? Those guys, those guys are... Those guys are just as rich as NFL players, maybe richer. I would argue, I would argue, we could Google it sometime, but I argue that out of all the professional big sports, like NASCAR, golf, hockey, basketball, football... I would argue that the highest NASCAR guy makes more than an NFL guy. I think. I think it baseball was, too. I think it was that. Um, well, it's because they're tied into a lot of advertisements. Yeah, it's like it was a couple years ago. I think it might have been like 2012 or 2013. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was like the sixth highest paid sports person, highest earning. I think LeBron yeah. was number one. I mean, think about that. I mean, like you may be a NASCAR driver, and all you do is turn left. Well, that motherfucker's making 100 mil? More? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, no, you can make, like, I'm fairly certain on a big race like Daytona, um, you can, no matter your finish, you as long as you finish high, you can probably clear probably 5 million. Mm-hmm. Fun fact about NASCAR, still the only professional sport that is actually family-owned. The whole entire sport? The whole entire sport, NASCAR. It is family-owned, and the drivers have... Te- I was I was Googling this because I found this so interesting. So how NASCAR works, and we'll go on to the next subject. I have another story about NASCAR. Okay. Well, I just don't want to get... Yeah. But anyway, so what's interesting is that, okay, so you have Earnhardt Jr. This is what I've Googled and what I found out. You have Earnhardt Jr. So then he goes to the guys who own the NASCAR thing, whatever their names are. He's like, hey, I want to join. Okay, well, you have to have a pit crew, you have to have a team, you have to have a coach, whatever, right? So then he has to go out and he has to find people. It could be a Joe Schmo, right? And they build the car, right? And then it's Earnhardt's job and his team, not NASCAR's job, to go out and to find sponsors so they actually can race the car. They have to have X amount of sponsors, like X amount of flair. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, before they can even race. I find that very fascinating. So when Earnhardt goes on the racetrack, it is his own responsibility. It has nothing to do with NASCAR. NASCAR is not in charge of almost anything. It's just their name branded onto it. Gotcha. So it's all individualized. The car that has Dollar General plastered all over it. That's the guy who's the saddest. Mm-hmm. Okay. But interesting thing though, Earnhardt Jr. And uh, because also what you do is that if, if you don't have a lot of money or if you want to expand your racing team, you get other racers. There was a point in time when you had Jeff Gordon and Earnhardt Jr. together on one team. Hmm. And um, was Joe Gibb? Joe Gibb. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl winning coach in the NFL. He owns the racing team, Joe Gibb Racing. It's 
one of the most, one of the more successful ones. Yeah, and that's how they just have these big guys. So think about it: you have LeBron, and you have Michael Jordan on the same team. Hmm. That's that's a lot of winning right there. But then you get the egos. What's your story about NASCAR? So I remember in 2003. I don't. I think it was 2003. I feel like I was in the eighth grade. Because I feel like it's something Mrs. Wellington would have done. Um, she and uh, she's my history teacher um, for eighth grade, and she was an awful person. I just do not like her um, still to this day. And so she went on this big diatribe. Like we had fifty minute classes. This 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 monologue of hers lasted probably a solid twenty twenty five minutes about how um, NASCAR is awful and how the president. Is a the current president at that time was George W. Ah. and he um, he sponsored like um, he praised NASCAR. He said it was like America's sport and all this stuff. And she says it's, it's really dumb because we are um, uh, we're fighting. Her 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 correlation was we're fighting the war in Iraq for the oil because <laughs> NASCAR. And she went on this big monologue about how it's the devil and all this stuff. Well, she didn't say the devil, like how it's evil and it's going to ruin this country. she's educating young minds. Yep, yep. Yeah, she's a bitch, though. She's she's an extreme leftist, it sounds like. Probably, I don't know. She's a fucking mean person. I don't like her. Hmm. I mean, that was that was a lifetime ago for me, and I, I still yeah. I don't like her. Well, the last thing I wanted to bring up was uh, something that I know Brother Brandon has nothing to chime on. Uh, but I want to talk about WrestleMania. I want to talk about WWE WrestleMania. I mean, Hulk Hogan was still a big thing. We were that impressionable age. You didn't care, though. No. No, you didn't care. You didn't care. It wasn't big in the South. I figured since WWE oh. was in Atlanta. But some, like, I mean, even if it's not like you were a fan, I mean, I'm not a fan of uh, of golf, but I still know Tyler Woods. <coughs> oh, know? I mean, I know, th- I know the guys, but it was very big growing up, but... Uh, Storylines or whatever, I don't think you would know. Uh, there's there's a level of appreciation I have behind it for, mm-hmm. for people that do like it because it's essentially live-action superheroes fighting each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I look at it. So anyone who ever... I th- I said this before when we did the, uh, the WWE episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, anybody who... I get kind of mad at people who make fun of people who still like wrestling. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, shut the fuck up. You watched The Flash beat up on people, and it's the same thing. It is. Um, or you read, I meant to say. Yeah. So... My first WrestleMania that I can actually vividly remember, uh, back in the day, there was no such thing as the WWE Network. There was no such thing as streaming. So if you wanted to watch WrestleMania... What is WrestleMania, for those who might not know? WrestleMania is the Super Bowl of WWE. It is the big event every year that was used to be in March, but now it's always in April. Uh, where the storylines, the major storylines that have been going on for months is coming to an end, and new storylines begin. So, okay, so essentially... It's like the season finale. Gotcha. It's I the was Super about to say, or like, you know, what we're coming up to with Infinity War. Everything's been leading up to this point. Everything's been leading okay. up to the whole year. It is the Super Bowl. Like, this year, just uh, last Sunday, it was... Um, the main show was a five-hour WrestleMania 34. Gotcha. It was amazing. I wanted to have you come over, but I knew you had to work. Um, a lot of great storylines, but, uh, the first WrestleMania that I remember, cause back in the day there was no streaming. So, um, I had to, and my mom was never going to pay the price. I don't know how much a pay-per-view was back in the day, but $30. I'm assuming $30 for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was too much money for her at the time. So, uh, I went over to her buddy's house and watched it. And my, and my first one was WrestleMania nine. The, uh, which they don't ever do anymore. 
WrestleMania 9 was a big impact for me for two reasons, Brother Brandon. Reason why, number one, is because it was my first WrestleMania. And I started to get into wrestling at this point a little bit. And then I fell out, but that's another story in a second. But, but WrestleMania 9 was big. The second reason why it was big was because it was the first and only, really, I would argue, WrestleMania, that the whole WrestleMania was a thing. Mm. And the whole thing was uh, Roman, Roman Empire. So your entrances were on, like, elephants and the Coliseum. They actually built an outside Roman Coliseum stadium in Las Vegas, right? No, they were in the Coliseum in Los Angeles. No. They were. They built it outside. It was outside, but the Coliseum's an open-air nope. venue. Nope. All right. Google it. No, I'm not going to because I don't care that much. But... You don't care about that much? No. <laughs> no, cause, because, because there's a documentary about it on the network about how they actually built this stadium from the ground up to have WrestleMania 9. That was, that was a big thing. And the ending match was Yokozuna against Bret Hart, if I can remember correctly. And Hulk Hogan came out, but yeah. Yeah. So that was my thing. Now, of course, wrestling's a big deal for you as much as it is for me. Ryan, do you remember your first WrestleMania? Uh, WrestleMania 11. Oh. Oh, sorry. 12. Was it 12? 12 I don't remember anything but 12. Um, that's the one that has the Iron Man match between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart for the WWF Championship. Is that the one with... Oh, okay, so what was the main event with Bam Bam Bigelow and JT? I mean, that was, LT. LT. That was 95. That was WrestleMania That was the year before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't like that one. But, um... I mean, that's the first one I can remember. I was more a fan of like uh, some of the smaller pay-per-views, like King of the Ring, because um, it's a tournament. This is a tournament. Um, I like Survivor Series. And uh, always, for me, Royal Rumble was always the, like, the pay-per-view. That's the one I like every year. That's the one that's in January. Um, but WrestleMania, that's the first one I can remember. I just remember, because um, I was a big Bret Hart fan. When I was a kid, all the little kids liked Bret Hart because Hulk Hogan left in like 93, so everyone kind of just gravitated towards Bret Hart. And that was where, uh, like, him and Shawn Michaels just put on a clinic of how to, like, it's an hour-long match. The match is 60 minutes. Which is ridiculous. And they went into overtime because nobody got a pin in the 60 minutes. So they went, like, 63, I think. But, like, they're telling a story over over an hour. Mm. Like, it's, yeah, even as, like, a six-year-old kid, I still remember thinking, like, this is... That went down as one of the greatest matches of all time. Did it? Yeah, because okay. because because it has that famous ending of Vince McMahon saying the boyhood dream. dream. Yeah. True, yeah, yeah, the boyhood dream. Well, the whole the whole like the promos leading into that were just because yeah. Michael, like Shawn Michaels is a small guy, Bret Hart was a small guy because like back then like Hulk Hogan's this big steroid you know muscle guy, and then all the guys who would get the title or title matches against him were these big tall like big Andre guys. the Giant. Yeah, and then you have Bret Hart who's six three, two hundred forty, which for us is big, but for that. You know, time is nothing, and Shawn Michaels is even smaller. And you have these two guys just putting on a, a, a clinic mm-hmm. and, and on on the biggest pay per view they have all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like wrestling was a big so like so like I I watched WrestleMania nine, which was what ninety one, ninety two, ninety three, ninety three. I watched that. I don't remember much. I just remember the ending with Yokozuna. But then I got out of WrestleMania until, of course, the big one which I believe was WrestleMania 14, which is when Stone Cold Steve Austin won his WWF title for the first time ever against Shawn Michaels with special guest referee Mike Tyson. Oh, wow. Enforcer. Enforcer. Hmm. Right? And that is how people would say that's how WWF won the war with WCW because once they brought in Mike Tyson, it was... Yeah, they got more mainstream exposure because like WCW at the time, uh, they... 
they had a celebrity match that was Diamond Dallas Page and the mailman Carl Malone versus. Carl Malone was a center for Utah Jazz. Okay. It was like the rivalry when the Jazz were facing the Bulls was Malone versus Jordan. Like they mm. were the two big guys on yeah. team. Versus, I, I don't think it was Hogan. It might have been Nash. It was it was Hogan and it was Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman and then and then they followed up with that with Hogan and Jay Leno. Yep. Against you know. <laughs> and then eventually Dan Arquette won their world title, so that kind of yeah, kind of tells you the trajectory. Yeah. At the time. But the reason why I want to talk about WrestleMania is because not only is it fresh off my mind of this last Sunday's pay-per-view WrestleMania, but because how big of a deal it was for me knowing that after SummerSlam, uh, I was getting ready for WrestleMania. SummerSlam is always a pay-per-view in August. Hmm. They kind of have like their main four big pay-per-views. And and like I was I was always getting ready. And now that I have just recently got into res- uh, uh, wrestling again this, this past year and a half, I was really excited to see a live WrestleMania again. And um, that's just, that just that just shows you how much is interesting about sports overall, is how you can really love something so much as a kid, and then you get older and you kind of just throw that away and you move on with life and you find these other little things. But then as you get older, you go back to those things that that you really love, the nostalgia of it, and you fall in love with it all over again. And uh, so I just that, that's why I want to talk about sports because it's so interesting. You know how can how could I love the Packers when I was ten years old? Just choose right there. I want to be a Packers fan, and here I am, thirty-one years old. You cut me, and I bleed, bleed green and yellow. You know it's 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 fascinating mm-hmm. how such a life commitment you make at such a young age to the teams that you follow. I mean, you branded your arm for God's sakes. You have a Michigan tattoo on your wrist. Yeah. It's just, it's just interesting to me. Why sports? Why is this sports entertainment? Why wrestling? Why NASCAR? Why all this stuff? It's fascinating. I'm that way with everything like <clears throat> that I like. Uh, cartoons, uh, comics, movies. Like there's, you know, I'm going to be branding myself soon with all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I, I don't know. But it's, I don't know, I, I like, uh, it's interesting the level of commitment, I think. Even though I've never been big mm-hmm. and I'm not like a huge sports guy. I know enough. To protect me, you know, against Blubber Joe and his, mm. you know, comrade of Cletus's or Cletus I. I don't know. What the, I don't know what the plural is. Hey, I know what a birdie is. I was drunk my brother once. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun. Brother Brandon and I, two years ago, three years ago, probably now, decided to go play golf at a local golf course in town, and uh, we decided to just. They they were having the specials where you buy the beer bottles, but they gave you a bag oh, yeah, for yeah. free. Yeah, We got drunk before the ninth hole, and I paid for 18. Mm. You remember that? Yeah. By the doing? 17th hole, 18th, 16th hole, 17th hole, it was getting dark out. We couldn't see the ball anymore, and we said, fuck it, and we just drove up a bunch of big-ass hills in the golf cart. Remember? Started Tokyo drifting. Yeah. Started Tokyo drifting. <laughs> we were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> The fun shit that we do. Well, uh, everybody, thank you so much uh, for listening to this most recent episode of Podcast. We really hope you enjoyed the sports entertainment segment. I'll be back next week, of course, with another awesome episode, like always. You can find us at movieguyspodcast.com and movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Also on Twitter at movieguyspod and Facebook, movieguyspodcast. And if you want to listen to this episode and many others, just go to iTunes as well and search movieguyspodcast. You'll find our show here, Podcast. You'll also find, of course, Movie Guys Podcast for your distraction. Hey, I like that game and our ground hot pot. So 
keep up the downloads. Thank you so much for joining me. Brother Brain, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And best friend Ryan, thank you again. You're welcome. And we'll talk to everybody next week. Have a good night.